0: Welcome to Personal Finance 101. I am your host, Jeffrey Funga. Today, we're going to be talking about a very, very important topic. How to fix your credit score. I know this is an important topic because it comes up a lot in conversations I have with friends and family. And people keep asking me, how do you fix your credit score? And the reason they ask me, obviously, is because of my background. Uh, since I used to work at a bank. And, uh, for the most part, I gave them, you know, some ideas and some suggestions on how they could do that. And today I'm here to share this information with you all. And I hope this will be helpful to some of you. Let's get started. <music> Fixing a credit score requires an understanding of how it works. It requires an understanding of three things. One, what is your credit score? Two, what constitutes a bad credit score? And three, how the credit score is calculated. If you have a good mastery of these three things, you'll be able to control how your credit score varies, given that you understand how it works. So I'll be breaking all this down for you, and clarifying all these different components. Let's start with the first one. What is a credit score? In the previous episode, I talked a little bit about what is a credit score and what it's used for. So I'll not repeat. I'll try not to repeat the same information I provided earlier. So if you haven't heard my previous episode, please go there. Listen to the introduction I gave about credit scores. In general, the credit score is a number that ranges from 300 to 850, and the lenders use this to determine if you are worthy for credit. Right. So based on your credit score, they will determine if they should give you any credit, and if they decide to do so, the credit score will also determine how much interest rate you're going to pay. The lower your credit score, the higher the chance that you either not be approved, or if you approve, the interest rate will be higher. Because you think that somebody with a low credit score is of has a higher risk. And so to, to, to you know to capture that risk that you might have, they'll charge you a higher interest rate. So that's in general what the credit score is. And you might ask who actually produces credit score? I'm sure a lot of you get your credit score from the banks, the credit bureaus, and all the other places. But the main player that makes the credit score is called, it's a company called Fair Isaac. So that's why your your company, yeah, your credit score is usually called a FICO score. FICO means Fair Isaac Corporation. That is the company that actually makes credit scores. Now, you might be wondering, okay, if, if I get it from Isaac or from Michael, how come I'm getting it from Experian or from my bank or whoever, all those other people are just the people distributing the score to you? The way it works, is think about the score is called like your favorite dish. Speak whatever you like. I don't know, lasagna, jell rice, and bananas, whatever it is, right? Think about it like your dish. The chef, the person making the actual dish, Anna knows the secret formula, is FICO. The other companies are providers of the final food that FICO gives. So what they do is they provide FICO with the components that the data, right, to use. And then FICO uses data to make your score and give it back to them. So if you go back to our cooking scenario, FICO is sitting in the kitchen. And they have the secret formula. You want your FICO score. You are, let's say, experienced. You come to FICO. You're like, hey, FICO. Here's my data. Here's my ingredients. Can you make my FICO, Make me a FICO score from these ingredients? FICO say yes. They take these ingredients. They make your secret. They go to your secret recipe, which obviously they don't share. They make your dish, which is your FICO score. They give it back to experience. Experience provides that to you as a customer. So that's kind of how it works. So when we talk about a bad credit score, right, it's obviously relative. It depends on why you need a score and who is using the score. But here I'm going to give you a range and tell you what each of those ratings mean. The range is coming from experience, the experience actually, because experience is one of the most used scores in the industry by most players. Most financial lenders use, uh, yeah, experience score. The other one that is fairly common is a PayPal score. So let me give you the range. So according to experience, a score of between 300 to 579 is considered a poor score. A score between 580 and 669 is considered fair. The score between 670 and 739 is considered good. The score between 740 and 799 is considered very good. And the score between 800 and 850 is exceptional. So those are ranges, right, between 300 to 850. For the most part, banks and other companies will lend when your score usually is above 670, so when it's good and above. When you have a fair or poor, you have a hard time getting a loan, and for those who have a fair score, they might still get a loan, but then they'll be charged really high interest rate. The ones with the poor, you know, it's even harder to even get a loan, and if you do get a loan, you're going to be paying a lot of interest on that lot So let's assume you are in this low end, right, where your score is really bad and you really want to know how to fix it. What are the things you need to know? If you can understand how your score is being calculated, then obviously you'll be able to influence it. You'll be able to manage the different components that go into your score in order to improve it. So I'll be telling you the the five things that go into the calculation of your score right the first thing is your payment history the second is the accounts you owe the third is the length of your credit history the fourth new credit and the last one is your credit miss right so i'm going to break each of these down for you but these are the five things you need to understand that in order to improve your credit score so if you go back to our this example right where the credit score is your dish understanding these five components are the ingredients that go to that dish right so let's start with the first one your payment history your payment history makes about 35 percent of your score and it's very simple it looks at how often you pay your bills like do you pay your bills on time or not So let's take an example you have two customers right you have customer a Customer A has a loan of $500 and has a monthly payment of $10. Customer B has a loan of $150,000 with monthly payment of $5,000. If customer A always makes the payment on time, even though it's just $10, right? And B is late sometimes on the payment. Even though customer B pays five thousand dollars, all things being equal, customer A will have a better credit score than customer B. Right? So it's not just about the amount you pay. The credit the the, the the history payment history looks at do you pay on time? Do you pay when you're supposed to pay? And that's very important, regardless of the amount you're paying. If you have a loan, try not to miss any payments. Try to make your payments on time. Right. If you cannot make an automatic payment because of financial constraints, try to put a reminder on your phone that reminds you that, hey, this is the day you have to make the payment. So that's the first component. right? If you can fix that component, you'll be okay. The second one is the accounts you owe. This component makes about 30% of your score. So obviously, if you owe too much money, it's not a good thing. But you have to remember here, it's not just about having debt, right? Having debt is not necessarily a bad thing, it doesn't really mean that your score is going to be low, it's more about the ratio of the money you owe to the amount of credit you have that matters. What do I mean by that? Let's go back to the example of these two customers I mentioned earlier. You have customer A and B. If you recall, customer A had a loan of five hundred dollars. The $10 payments and customer B had a loan of $850,000 with money payment of $5,000 right so obviously customer B owes more money but let's assume for this particular example that customer A has a credit limit on that loan let's say it's a credit card let's say the credit limit is 500 so what does that mean that means that therefore customer a has maxed out the credit card and then customer b has a credit limit of three hundred thousand dollars. so they're still halfway gone so it's still 50 percent left on the credit card so in this scenario right customer a has maxed their credit card and so it's going to impact the credit score negatively because they don't have any more leeway to go even though it's just $500. So here's my point. My point is think about how much you owe versus how much credit you have available and look at a mix of it. Now, obviously, this doesn't, this doesn't apply to every loan you have. Like, you know, if you have uh, a student loan, you know, it's, it is what it is. But trying to reduce the amount of loans you have is going to drastically improve your credit score. The third component, which is the length of credit history, makes about 15% of your score, right? And what this is, is pretty much the length you've had your longest credit line. For example, if you open your first credit card in 2010, and you got a home in 2012, and then another credit card in 2015, and so on, your length of credit history is 10 years, right? If you count as of today, 2020 even though you had other things in between. So here there's really not much you can do to, to improve it. It's just what it is, right? The only thing you can do is open a credit line as soon as you can, because these lenses is gonna impact your credit score. But one thing I've actually seen people do is they actually add their kids as like co-signer or, or whatever on their credit card when the kids are young. So let's say the kid is 10 years old right now and the parent has a credit card, the parent is going to add the kid on the credit card right now, and then by the time the kid is 18 years old and going to college, the kid has a credit history of eight years. So that's one thing that if, if this applies to you, you know, that would not be a bad thing to do. So that's the only thing you can do to give them like a, uh, you know, head start on this particular component. The fourth thing which impacts your credit score is what we call new credit. But if whenever you get a new credit or a new loan, usually for the first few months or few weeks, your credit score is going to go down. Why? I mean, I know it doesn't make any sense, but for the most part, the bureaus and the people calculating the score, they assume that if if you're getting a new loan, that means that you're in financial difficulty, and so you're more risky. That somebody who is not getting a new loan, but then when you start making your payments, they realize that, that maybe you're not really in distress, and so your score goes back to normal to where it was, or sometimes even better. So, usually you will notice that when you start getting, when you get a new credit card or a new uh, loan, the credit score goes down for some time and then goes back up. So that's why. And to add to this new credit, even when you do hard inquiries impacts your credit score so what's a hard inquiry let's say you want to buy a car and you go to five different dealerships you know shopping around and every time you go to dealership they run your credit they run a credit check on you right one two three four five every time do that is what they call it hard inquiry and if they do that if so many people do that it's gonna impact your score negatively because you will look to the bureaus that you are desperate, and you're shopping around because you cannot get a good deal, and again that will signal your negative. Your you might not be the best customer, and because of that, that will impact your score negatively. So what I would advise is, if you want to get, for example, a car, right, instead of going to five different dealerships, pick two that you know have the card that you want and let only those two run your credit the credit check on you because if you do that too many times you're going to be in trouble so that's another thing that impacts your credit score the last thing which goes in the calculation of your credit score is the, is the credit mix right the credit mix what do i mean by that credit mix is about the type of credit lines you have so this is about 10 percent of your credit score by the way let's assume Customer A has five credit cards. Customer B has one credit card, one auto loan, and one personal loan. Right? Even though customer A has five, those five credit cards is constantly the same type of, same type of line. So it's not considered as five different things. It's still under the revolving kind of idea, right? It's a revolving credit line versus the second customer who has three different things, right? A card, personal, loan, and then an auto loan. These so are three different things. So the, the mix, this second customer has a better credit score, all things being equal, obviously, than the first one, even though the first one has five. So your credit mix is very important in determining your, your, your credit score. So these are the five main things that Impact your credit score. These are five main things you need to know, right? And if obviously everybody's gonna have different things that impact them differently at different points in their time, and so the best way for me for you to for, for for you to improve your score is get your credit report from the bureaus or from your bank or whoever you want to get it from, and look at the things that impact your score. Legally, the Score providers are supposed to provide you with reasons as to why your score is what it is, right? If your score is 500, they are supposed to provide at least, at minimum, at the minimum, three reasons. For example, they might tell you that your score is low because you have a delinquent account, right? If you don't have a delinquent account paid off, or they'll tell you that your score is low because of your length of credit history, or whatever, right? Look at those reasons they give you and start watching those reasons first before you start working on the rest right so that is how you can have control of your own credit score that is how you can fix it by fixing those things that impact the calculation of the score starting with the ones that impact you as a person individually first Here are some tips or some things that are good to know regarding your, your credit score. Three things, actually. So the first is uh, there was a new rule that went into effect in 2017. And this rule made it harder for medical bills to mess up your credit score. Before, the, before this time, what happened was if you had a medical bill that went to collection, it had the same impact on your credit score as, let's say, you defaulted on a on a on a mortgage or uh, on, on your auto loan, right? So the government came and said I no this is not right that you cannot be punishing people for you know for things that they have no control over in the same way as things that they have control over. So I'm not saying it should not be a medical bills but if you do have medical bill just know that it's uh, it's not as bad on your credit score as the other types of collections. The second thing is when you have an account in collection, let's say you didn't pay a mortgage or auto loan and you went to collection and you go and pay it off. Remember that this collection account is going to be on your credit report for at least seven years. So if you pay off today, you still have seven more years to go for it to get off from the day it went on your report. And after seven years, if you haven't paid it, well, it has to get off from your report. just a law, whether you pay it or not and the last thing which is very important is always always check your credit report for errors unfortunately the bureaus are not perfect they are run by human beings like you and i and sometimes mistakes happen and this mistake can happen and impact your credit score you have no idea why your score is low or the way it is because maybe the somebody Input the wrong social security number and then you got stuck with whatever bad accounts somebody else had or maybe, uh, you have the exact same names as somebody else, which is very possible So they so don't make mistakes. And so just try to look at your report and go through it and make sure there are no mistakes on it. And, uh, so just to conclude, right? That's pretty much how you, how, how you, how you, how you can fix your credit score your bills on time, make sure you pay them because if you don't pay them, they go into collections. And when they go into collections, obviously they impact your score, right? Reduce the amount of debt you owe if you have debt. If you have any type of debt, right? Start the credit line as soon as possible. If you're gonna help somebody else, like your kid, start your credit line as soon as by adding them, do so. But be careful. If you know you have really a hard time Maintain a good credit score. Do not add somebody on as a co-signer because if you mess up your credit score, you're going to mess up their credit score. So by the time they get to 18, they have a mess up credit score. So don't do that. If you know that you're not a good, uh, <laughs> you know, good lend, you're not a good borrower. So just be careful with that. Um, so those are the things you need to know, right? Um, try not to get hard inquiries done on your account whenever you're shopping around and go to many places because every time they've run a credit check on you, going to impact you negatively i hope this information was helpful let me know if you have any questions you can always email me at fbgeoff at gmail.com until next time thank you